You are now listening to the Fantasy Whisper Podcast with your hosts, Johnny, Game Time Hicks, and Big Travi. What's going on, Whisper Nation? This is the Fantasy Whispers Podcast. That's Big Travi, and I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks, and we're here to give you that fantasy football fix for week nine. This is part two of that episode. So if you didn't catch part one, or yeah, go ahead and uh, go over to our YouTube page or our podcast platform and listen to part one first, and then part two will make a lot more sense. Actually, you could probably listen to them separately because yeah. it's just a split up games, but we want you to listen to both because it's very important to get your fill of all this action and to realize, because you're going to hear it on episode one and episode two, that me and Johnny are playing each other this week yeah. in our League of Record matchup, which I am going to dominate. Well, maybe not dominate, yeah. but I am going to win. Well, I, we'll see. I got a few tricks on my sleeve. so You're not wearing any yeah. sleeves, Johnny. Oh, uh, okay. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Travis. Yes. So I got a cra- man... My parents are in town, right? I said that on the beginning of the last episode. My parents are in town, and we're talking, right? We're talking talking about food. Like, we, we love – families just love food. I mean, that's the one common ground you can always talk about when your family's around is just food. Yeah, right? and if somebody's just saying a little too much, they can eat some food and shut the hell up. Exactly. So we're, we're talking, and would you believe that the McRib has been released in Indiana – Wow. Well, it, actually, I think it's I it's, think it's back out here. Oh, you. Oh, my, because I, called. Yeah, I, I was driving and I thought I saw a billboard and I was just glancing. Oh, so don't man. quote me on this, Californians. But I was driving out here in L.A. and I think I saw a billboard that says two McRibs for two bucks. Oh, man. So what I a great was, deal. Steal. Yeah. Yeah. We called. We, we it was so important that we took the time to call the local Mickey D's and ask them. Hey, do you have the McRib or when are you getting the McRib? <laughs> Neither one of the questions the lady would answer. I just am just imagining. Yeah, oh. of course she didn't answer. It's such a I'm just imagining the the old Hicks clan yeah. calling in here to find out about that McRib. <laughs> Why don't you just let us know? Hey, we want the McRib and we want it now. Hey, for the record, my family does not sound anything <laughs> like that. So no, they're from the Midwest. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, hey, can I get a McRib? I don't know what that was. No, I don't know what that was. Anyway, <laughs> that was so terrible. I am going to stop you right there. And I am going to... We, Travis... Before we lose our first, any more followers. Yeah, before everyone just instantly clicks off here. We have our very first Whisper Nation question on the show. Since we switch over to the new format, Travis. And this comes from Christo Malcolm via our uh, DM on our Instagram page, which is... Ooh, sliding on in. Yeah, slide on into those DMs. If you haven't checked us out, go over and search the Fantasy Whispers on Instagram or Facebook, and we're on there. And pose a question. We'll be happy to answer it. So Always. this one, this one's... In a, 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 we've been getting a lot of Marvin Jones questions, but this comes in mm. that, that area after the Golden Tate trade. And that is, should he get Marvin Jones... But he's going to give up either Kenyon Drake, Tevin Coleman, or Carrion Johnson. Which one do you give up, or do you even do this trade? 
Well, here's the thing. If it's you're a, gearing it's up for a the PPR playoffs, league. it's a PPR league. Sorry. Okay. Well, then I like the trade a little bit more if it's a PPR league. There's a little more value in wide receivers than in standard leagues. Um, but I will say this. Marvin Jones does have that wide receiver to appeal for the rest of the season. And if you need that wide receiver help, I could understand you doing this trade, but I wouldn't trade away Kenyon Drake or carry on Johnson out of that trio. I'd be trading away Tevin Coleman. And we talked a little bit about the Atlanta running backs on la- uh, yesterday's show, but I'll just say here, if we look in the last three games for those uh, Atlanta backs, they've had just one game in which they've had, um, I'm sorry, actually in, in the entire year, these backs have had only one game in which either of them has had three or more catches. So in PPR, they're not being very used. Sarkeesian now is making this two years in a row where he's not using those backs the way that Shanahan did out of the backfield and receiving the ball. So for me, trade away Coleman. I think his value is not as, I think he's not as effective in the offense as these two other guys, where Kenyon Drake is becoming his only option for his team, especially in the passing game. And Kerryon Johnson got eight targets last week. So he's trending up with the Golden Tate uh, news. He could get some of those targets as well. Yeah, I'm I'm still not 100% sold on Marvin Jones instantly getting a huge boost here. I Do I think he will be an RB2 most weeks? I, I wide do. Wide receiver two, yeah. Or, yeah, a wide receiver two most weeks. I, I do. But I... I still he he doesn't have the best catch percentage and that does concern me. We've never seen it throughout his entire career. He's about a 50% or less than 50% catch rate and that's not instantly going to get better just because you're getting more targets. It's not going to instantly oh I can all of a sudden catch the ball better because now I'm getting 10 targets as opposed to No, but seven. it does mean you get more opportunities and for him Correct. he's the kind of guy that has big play opportunities. So right. if he gets more of those he should cash in more times than not. And, uh, you know, I think that, that Kenny G has the, the total package when it comes to it for a, from a wide receiver. He's fast. He's tall. He can run underneath. He can go deep. I I like Marvin. I, I like Kenny G over Marvin Jones in the duo. So that's the only reason. I'm not – I'm hesitant on trading any running back for a wide receiver, whether that be PPR or standard, just because – they're so in a game of so many checkdowns in in today's game, running backs are just as popular as wide receivers nowadays. And and I know that I played in a PPR league a few years ago, and I took David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott one two. Uh, everyone gave me a, a lot of 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 tra- or you know a, a lot of heckling for it because I said, "Don't you remember this is a PPR league?" And you know what I laughed at their faces and rode all the way on the backs of DJ and Zeke to the final match easily. It wasn't even close because running backs can just catch. It's not uncommon. Running backs don't catch five to eight targets out of the backfield each week, as well as rushing. So yeah, with those points said, we're going to jump into the nine, a week nine preview part two. Travis, part two. Uh, I'm really excited to jump into this, but first I want to thank whisper nation for joining us. If this is your first time watching us, welcome. Thank you for joining Whisper Nation. And go on and check us out on YouTube. We got a lot of videos over there. Hit the notification. Hit the bell. So that way you get, uh, yeah, exactly. You get a little notification every time we release new video or new content, which is 
constantly, Travis, isn't it? We, we we try to do we try to do justice for the Whisper Nation and and get you where you need to go. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're fine tuning this. We're in the trenches with you guys. We're making these same decisions. Like as much as Johnny and I are answering your guys' questions in the DMs, which we love to do. So send them over on IG or Facebook or even on YouTube. We love to answer questions there. Yep. Um, as love as much as we love to answer those questions, we're asking each other the same questions in our other lineups, except for this week where we're facing each other and we don't need to ask each other questions because I'm gonna beat you. <laughs> Um, but no, uh, we we are out there with you. We're grinding. We're doing it, and we live in this sport. We or this game about a sport, and we love it. And we're here, and we decided to do this and take this journey because we want to help people out there like you win your fantasy matchups, win your week, win your league. All right, let's dive on into these weekly matchups, part two, part two. Uh, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the Carolina Panthers is a 55-point over-under. Carolina is favored by 6.5 points, Travis. Fitzmagic is back. And boy, did he light up the game when he came in last last weekend. It looked like he was re-energized. It looks like this whole offense was re-energized against that Bengals defense who picked Jameis Winston off four times. Yeah, that this is kind of like the Brad Pitt theory, you know, like you're sitting there, you got a bunch of ugly friends, you're the best looking one, you picked these ugly friends to hang around with, so you would look better. I feel like that's what it is with Fitzpatrick in this last game, at least. Jameis Winston threw four picks. Each one of those picks looks like I could have made that play oh, for, yeah. at the NFL level, oh. and Fitzpatrick comes in, throws for 195 yards and a couple scores, and people are like, oh, my God, Fitzmagic is back. And, like, yeah, he kind of is, and I think it's great. I think you fire up all these weapons here. I think it's an upgrade from Winston, but I think it it might have a little bit more to do with Winston and how this guy's career trajectory has just taken a terrible turn. Yep. And, honestly, I can't say that I'm bummed. He he hasn't shown that he's a great person either way. Right. So... Here's the other thing, too, Travis. I want to I want to add on to this is that from a from an actual GM standpoint, right? With because uh, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, is Fitzmagic just a one week?" Because of the the reports or the words that were said by the head coach, of, this is the starter for this week. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers can get out of the contract of Jameis Winston's. They they gave him the fifth year option, which is equating to roughly twenty million dollars. That's a lot to pay a quarterback, especially one that's throwing four picks in a game. <laughs> so there there are um, talks, and a lot of a lot of experts are thinking that they are going to stick with Ryan Fitzpatrick the rest of this season because if they do, they risk. They don't risk Winston getting injured. Therefore, they can just cut him at the end of this year, and they do not owe him anything. That is, uh, as long as he is off the roster roster by March 3rd, I believe it is, Travis, the time of the new league year, they do not mm-hmm. owe him that money. So I am confident in, in Ryan Fitzpatrick coming back. I agree. Fire up all the weapons. Um, Travis, I want to talk about the running back, Peyton Barber, who should be the only running back in this backfield as we saw Mr. Mr. Uh, disappointment, first round disappointment, your boy, 
get injured this past week with a, a hip issue. Uh, Ronald Jones actually was a hamstring. Looks or, like yeah, it's going to be at least Excuse a couple of weeks. And Peyton Barber, yes, he's he's going to solidify himself as the you know the volume guy in this offense. They haven't been great running the football. That offensive line has been below average to say it best. And I don't love this matchup. Uh, can't uh, Tamp- Carolina is the fifth worst matchup you can face against running backs, only allowing fifteen point nine points to the position. Mm-hmm. But when you're the only guy, your floor still stays relatively high. Um, they don't allow a lot of touchdowns, although they did allow a touchdown last week to Alex Collins. So I think that there's hope, especially in a high over under. Tampa Bay could will find a way to move the ball, and he could be in touchdown realm. He's a top 25 back for me based on all the teams on by. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to roll him out there, I think. But you don't feel great about the matchup. Uh, I do feel great about O.J. Howard this week. Carolina is allowing 16.1 points per game on average to the tight end. Mm-hmm. And I think O.J. Howard is a great start in this game. I know he hasn't been super effective with Fitzpatrick. Neither of the tight ends were. It was really the wide receiver show when he was in. Mm-hmm. But O.J. Howard did a lot with a little um, when Fitzpatrick was in the lineup. And he's a big special talent. So I think you can fire him up. At least he's got touchdown upside and you could do a lot worse at tight end this year. For sure. When you're looking at the other side of the ball, Travis, you've got these Carolina Panthers wide receivers who we saw DJ Moore, my boy, Start them all. my boy, DJ Moore. Yeah. Uh, we saw him finally break out, Travis. Yep. And what do you expect that moving forward to be the more he's scored? Three touchdowns in the last four games. Are you excited about DJ Moore for the rest of the season? The usage that you saw DJ Moore get and what he did with it. First of all, they had him running the ball last week Mm. as well in the triple option. And he was moving around these linebackers for Baltimore with ease. He was getting lower than them. He was pushing them back. And he was doing this against a really good Baltimore Ravens defense. So for me, I think he got the kind of usage that it's hard to ignore for Carolina going forward. I think that they came out of the bye and they really wanted to use him. They've they've increased his snaps and his targets every week since the bye. I really like DJ Moore's rest of season. And if you can't start him in this game, yeah. then you can't start him against anybody because Tampa Bay is the worst defense probably in the NFL right now. <laughs> yeah. So start more, start bunches. Start Greg Olson. Well, I I don't know the this this Ra- Oakland Raiders defense could be oh, ma- yeah. matching them pretty, pretty yeah. Oh. Uh, all right, CMC, oh, you firing wow. up? You firing up CMC? Yeah, of course uh, okay. you have to. I mean, his ninety percent usage, ninety five percent usage. Uh, I mean, look at like last week, he's catching touchdowns weren't even to him because he's on the field so much. Yeah. Uh, I, I love CMC here and the rest of the season. He, he's a stud. Okay. Moving on to the next game. We have the LA Chargers at the Seattle Seahawks. This is a 48 point over under. LA Chargers are favored by a point. Travis, this Seahawks. One of my favorite bets uh, in, in for the NFL this week is the Chargers as their, fa- their uh, underdogs here. Um, they're going into Seattle, but they're off the bye. I love Philip Rivers in this game. I love Melvin Gordon off the bye as long as he suits up. And the question is on the other side for, or well, the question is on the Chargers is 
Keenan Allen, is he going to get it going after the bye? Um, I, I think that he will. I think this is usually when you start seeing him kind of turn turn the tide and start playing well. If you look throughout his entire career, he's more of a second-half player than he is a first-half player. And so I do think that this, this defense can be thrown on. This isn't the Legion of Boom, although they have been surprisingly good. Been really uh, good. Yeah, yeah. But, but they're not. They haven't played. They haven't played high-flying offenses. You look at right. some of the offenses they've played. Besides Detroit last week, who who had some damage? Who got some damage done on them? Yeah. Um, they played the likes of Dallas and Oakland, and and you know, so some of these teams that Seattle has played, they've been benefited by you know playing not a no-name or a or a very you know stagnant offenses. So yeah, I would agree with you there. But I think you know what about Austin Eckler or Tyrell Williams? Some of these secondary pieces that have been kind of popping off. Do you still trust them? Um, Eckler, yeah, I do. I Eckler, he had one bad game. He's he's shown he's not the bell cow. We we already knew that. He's more of a complimentary running back. In a PPR, I definitely feel comfortable and confident with him. In a standard league, again, there's a lot of teams that are on buys this week. I would still roll out Eckler. It's going to be, you know, a 48-point over-under is a decent uh, over-under. So I do expect this to kind of be a little bit of a shootout. I think it has the ability to be a shootout with these two offenses. So it, it, I, I don't mind starting Eckler in this game. Travis, when you look at the other side of the ball, uh, the ball, uh, kind of we already talked about how Melvin Gordon might sit in this in this game if he starts you're you're definitely playing him if he doesn't I like Eckler even more Correct. if you've got to go with another wide receiver for the Chargers are you are you in for Tyrell or are you in for Mike Williams We've talked about uh, a couple weeks ago how explosive the Chargers are that they I think they are the league lead plus yards down the field so yeah Tyrell is an okay start for me uh we saw Marvin Jones just have success on the big play against Seattle uh you know you're gonna live games and they just haven't happened in the last couple weeks but you're gonna also love the big game I don't know that I trust it. I mean, I like Russell Wilson, but outside of the passing game, the wide receivers are not somebody I'm gearing up for. They're very low volume, touchdown dependent. You look at David Moore, uh, you look at Tyler Lockett, they're doing this on very low target numbers and they're scoring, but I don't know. Like, do you, do you trust the wide receiver play out of Seattle? Um, the only the only one I, I would trust would be, would be Lockett, and that's because we've seen him kind of be the the little go-to when it when it comes to Russell Wilson but your confidence meter is at a 6 it's not you know it's not like oh when i plug him into my lineup i'm going to say i know for sure i'm getting 10 points from Tyler Lockett you don't but is the upside there for sure i think that he has probably if upside could be safe i think that Tyler Lockett has one of the highest upsides for that, be, uh, the safe upsides, because we've seen it week in and week out that he likes to go do the long bomb to Tyler Lockett, or when he's in the red zone, it seems to be like he's kind of looking for Tyler Lockett as his little go-to gadget guy. So I don't mind Tyler Lockett in this game. Because in the history of the NFL, 
only four players have ever had three straight games with three or more passing touchdowns, but only on 25 or fewer passing attempts. The first guy to do it since 1990, and he's one of only four guys to ever do it, and that's Russell Wilson. They want to run the ball here, and we've seen that. They want to continuously pound the ball with Chris Carson or Mike Davis or whoever it is, 20-plus touches a game. I think obviously we have a big bye week this week. I like Lockett. I think he's the big play guy. I wouldn't trust him more. I can't really trust Doug Baldwin getting the low target targets. He's, but I trust Chris Carson and I trust this run game. As Chris Carson plays, he's a 20 plus touch guy. again. All right, Travis, um, we're going to move on to the next game here. We got the Houston Texans at the Denver Broncos. This is a 47.5 over under Denver is favored by one. So the other big trade that happened in this this week in the NFL was Demarius Thomas was traded to the Houston Texans. So yeah. he was on one team and he's traded to the team that he is now playing. And this is a home game. So this is where he's been playing his whole career. So with Demarius Thomas being gone, Sutton, it's you got to think it's Sutton time, right? Yeah, I love Sutton this week. I love Sutton, you know, going forward in the season. This could be a rusty week if if they're trying to get him fully amped up. I I don't have much problem, but because he's already been producing numbers and ramping up as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that, that I think the Houston Texans defense has been ramping it up, but I love Sutton. Um, he's going to be matched up against Natrell Jamerson, who was rated a 51 on Pro Football Focus. Um and I think that he's going to do work against this guy. He's a deep ball threat, especially in a game. You know, I know Vegas has Denver uh, favored, but I think if it's going to get out of hand, it's going to get out of hand in the Texans. Uh, you could see the Broncos battling back. All right. Uh, with this trade happening, Emmanuel Sanders, what happens to him? Do you think he, his stock, he's already a top, uh, he's already a wide receiver one this season. Do you see now top corners rolling over to him? What's interesting about this is he's played the majority of the time in the slot. He is now going to be expected to move outside because there's no Sutton to be to to exist against uh, Demarius Thomas. So the other wide receiver that they have is is not have he doesn't have a lot of extra expertise or playing time. So what do you think the outcome is for Emmanuel Sanders? I still love Sanders. I think he's a guy that that Case Keenum has liked. He, he will continue to look for him as a safety net. I think he will continue to do good things. Um, he might not be as consistent as he has been. He might stay, take a step back, fall into more of a wide receiver two fringe line. But I still think you're going to love Emmanuel Sanders. And for me, I, I, we've seen the numbers on rookie, rookie wide receivers. So I would take Sanders over Sutton for the rest of the year. Uh, but I do like Sutton. I do like Sanders, I think they're both going to be usable. The Broncos haven't been in a lot of games where you know they're the aggressor and have had to go go away from the pass. So I think that he'll stay consistently involved. All right, Philip Lindsay, you're starting Devontae Booker in a pinch. He wouldn't be a bad start. He's had nine carries for 78 yards and was four for 23. I temper it. I just want to see what happens with Royce Freeman. He's actually been ahead of schedule and kind of practicing. I don't think he goes, but if he does today, he didn't practice today. Oh, he didn't? No. 
It first came. That he did. It first came out that he did practice, and then it was updated again. Like Watch I don't know. What's, I don't know what's up with these glitches because last week it or yesterday it did the same thing, and but yeah. So it the first update came out that he did practice. It was limited, but then it came out and said he did not practice. All right. Yeah, uh, I think you could look at Booker if you needed to. I think on the other side of the ball, you've got to look at Lamar Miller. Speaking of running backs, you look at the last three weeks, Johnny, he's been RB 12. He has 55 carries, 279 yards and two touchdowns. And we look at this Broncos team, um, you know, they are still a great matchup against the running back. They've got, they've settled in a little bit, but they're not like one of the top three, but they are number eight against running backs. Uh, with 23.9 points per game, they're giving up to the position. Yep. Uh, you're starting Hopkins. Are you playing Demarius Thomas or Kiki Cutie uh, if he goes? I would want to wait and see on this wide receiving quarter if I could. We talk about bye weeks. We talk about how rough it could be. If you need to, I think starting Demarius Thomas isn't bad. We saw the Houston tight end score two touchdowns last week as a mm-hmm. big body in the red zone. Mm-hmm. So they could use Demarius Thomas in the red zone, you know, as a guy they toss a ball up or two. And that's something that you don't have to know a playbook to be big and to be physical in the red zone. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to the next game, which is the L.A. Rams at the New Orleans Saints. I'm excited for this game. This is my game of the week. This is a 59-point over-under. The L.A. Rams are favored by a point. Travis... You're starting all the big names in this one. You're starting all the Rams wide receivers. You're starting, you know, if if Cooper Cup can go, you're playing him for sure. You're starting Todd Gurley. No questions at all. You're starting Kamara. You're starting Ingram. Anybody else? I would temper expectations on Ingram. Um, Rams have been solid. I mean, I know they just gave up some some points to Aaron Jones, but... They actually have been solid between the tackles against running backs, but you're going to start Ingram. This is a high over-under game, 59 points. He's got a shot to get in the end zone here. All right. Anybody else? Traquan Smith, What are you going to play him? Interesting, interesting because the Rams have been getting just gashed in the secondary. Um, they let up a touchdown to rookie Marquez Valdez-Scantling last week on a go route. Mm-hmm. So I think I could see a similar big play happen against them uh, this week, especially in an over-under Listen, we talk about dart throws. We talk about Devontae Parker. We talk about maybe a Jets receiver. We talk about, you know, some of these guys you need to start in a pinch. DJ Moore, I am okay with you taking a guy on a really good offense in a high over-under because you need to get that big play. It's not, you know, you could do a lot worse. I think he's in the same category, and maybe I'm crazy, as a Demarius Thomas who just got traded, who we don't know what his snap count's going to be. We don't know what his involvement's going to be. Mm-hmm. At least with Traquan Smith, you know he's on a high-flying offense who will score points. Right. All right. Next game up is another exciting one. This is a yeah. Sunday night football game, and that is the Green Bay Packers. How about that intro video uh, that Michael Jordan did for this game? Did you see that, Johnny? No, I haven't seen it. So but you got to watch fan it. Of Michael Jordan. So I would... oh, you got to watch it. So Michael Jordan does this thing. And he's sitting there and he goes, oh, we're finally going to have to decide who the GOAT is. I mean, they We've only played twice. The, he's like, we've got, the same, we've got the same number. 
you know, we've got all these accolades, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then it shows it's, it's Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, And he wasn't talking about him and LeBron. It was a nice teaser oh, that's cool. uh, video. It was pretty cool. Uh, so if you guys he, check he, that out, it's cause he knows he can't make the argument that he's better than. Oh, LeBron wow. Anymore, hey, so. shots fired. Shots yeah. fired. I'm going to stay out of this argument cause I don't want to <laughs> roast Johnny publicly on our podcast about football, mm. but, um, Anyways, no, I, I'm excited for this game as a Packers fan. I'm excited to see if we, we have what it takes to beat the big dogs in their house. Um, I will say McCarthy's had some success against the Patriots. He's, he's, he's tested them. He's played them well. And in our last matchup, we beat them. Um, it was in Green Bay, though. So to talk about the game for fantasy purposes, the most exciting storyline for me is Ty Montgomery gets traded. Mm-hmm. And now is Mike McCarthy ready to give Aaron Jones a full workload? Do we think about the routes run by, um, by Ty Montgomery? And we think about that. He was phased a little bit out at the end of this game, which what is what caused him to disobey Mike McCarthy yeah. and run out on that kickoff because he was getting phased out. And we talk about Aaron Jones running his most routes of the season last week. Last three weeks, Johnny, nine, eight, and then 14 total touches for Aaron Jones. He's ramping up here. If you can't, if you can watch Aaron Jones run, you understand that he is great at running the football. Mm-hmm. You can just see it. He's explosive, especially against these Rams. Last week, he looked really good. If Mike McCarthy can't see this, he needs to get his eyes checked. Um, what do you, what are you thinking about the, about Aaron Jones this week? I mean, I, I really like him. You look at the last three weeks, his touches went from nine, eight to all the way to 14 last week. And I think that he's in line for 15 to 20 touches. We've, we've seen how Aaron Rodgers gushes about him. I, 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 he's definitely way more talented. This is going to be a shootout and he's the better pass catcher of the two. So I love Aaron Jones this week. All right, Travis, looking on the other side of the ball. Oh, well, I guess we should touch on the wide receivers. Are you are you considering starting anybody other than your number one wide receiver? Devontae Adams is a go. I think that uh, Jimmy Graham is a great play this week. You look at New England giving up 14.1 points per game to the tight end position. That's fifth best matchup in the league. Uh, so you're really excited about that matchup. And I will say this. I like the rookie Marquez Valdez Scantling to kind of take over as the secondary option in this offense. We saw it when the two were injured, when Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison were injured, he stepped up. MVS came up big mm. scoring a touchdown or receiving yards. However way he could get it done. He did it for the Packers. And I think with this game back where Allison and Cobb came back in the Rams game. He still was a big play guy for them. I think you start catching big touchdowns like that in big games for Aaron Rodgers, you're going to get more playing time. So I'd be on the lookout for him. And in a spot start, we talked about these Hail Mary guys. He's a guy you could look at. Yep. All right. We have on the other side of the ball, we have, uh, so we know that Sony Michelle was limited in practice. If he can't go, Travis, how interested are you in starting Cordero Patterson, which was like a surprise of every single person it's that like the you Ty got this, Montgomery of yeah, this year? Yeah, just, just all of a sudden was the starting I, running back for the New England Patriots. I wouldn't trust it as much as I would, um, kind of what they were doing with Ty Montgomery. I don't know if this sticks. I don't know if they can t- just because I can't trust New England to do it if they don't have an actual running back back there doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, I love James White, obviously. I love Edelman. Um, I, I actually love Josh Gordon. Um, here he's had like he 
they said they were going to punish him. They didn't. This is a, a Packers defense that, you know, doesn't scare you. I will say that they have a rookie in J.R. Alexander that is doing work. He's He's been locking fools down, but he's not a big guy. And so Josh Gordon's size could really help him out here. Um, Chris Hogan, is he is he done? Do we have to mention this guy ever again? Uh, unfortunately, he's still getting some targets and he's still getting a decent amount of yardage, but it, nothing to get too excited about um, and nothing that you can rely on week in and week out. So I think I think he is. I think you can send him on to the waivers. He should be there. Question is, Travis, does Gronk finally get back into the tight end one discussion after this week? He has been non-existent, would be an overstatement, uh, a ghost of his former self. I definitely think that... He is done after the season. I don't think he's coming back. I think he's kind of checked yeah. out a little bit. Um, but do you think that in this nice matchup here and what should be a shootout, you can trust Gronk? Well, to start the week, I didn't love the matchup. The Packers had been pretty good against the tight end, locking down the middle of the field, but they just traded away ha-ha Clinton Dix. Mm. So they just traded away a big part of their you know center field, so to speak. So actually, you know, you have to start Gronk, just name value at this point. And tight end, you know, discrepancies that we're seeing or, or deficiencies. So, yeah, I think Gronk can get, get back on track here for sure. All right. We are on to our last game of this episode. And that of is the, the week. Monday night game. That's the, ten, dun, Tennessee, dun, 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 the Tennessee Titans at the Dallas Cowboys. This is a 41 point over under. Dallas is favored by six and a half points. Travis. Amari Cooper has had two weeks to be integrated into his new offense. Is the uh, Amari Cooper pooper scooper going <laughs> to pick it up in Dallas, or is he continue to drop balls like he has done for the last two years? I don't know. The only thing I'll say is, is you're kind of Hail Mary throwing Cooper in there based on bye weeks, based on maybe your lack of depth at the position. And that's because the Cowboys don't seem like a team that's going to trade a number one pick away for a guy and not use him. I think they are probably going to force feed Cooper, whether or not he catches any of these balls is, is a different question. But I think you got to roll him out there in a, in a, you know, this is a favorable matchup for them. If they're going to score two touchdowns, I think there's a shot he gets an end zone look. Uh, whether he comes down with it is a different score story, but you like the opportunity there. Johnny, you... For me, I think the bigger question is we've watched Dak climb to QB nine over the last three weeks, and basically he would have been higher, but they're bye weeks. So for me, I don't. Um, I'm fading Dak. I, I yeah. don't like Dak here. I, I think it's tempting to go with him, but I think that there are other streaming options you could roll with. And this is a low over under, low, low, low. They're not going to have any time handling Tennessee. I think. And they're not going to need to lean on Dak, in my opinion. I think this is a big Zeke get right game. Yeah. I think they ride him all the way out here, and they rely on the defense. I think that uh, the, what I did was I put the stat in there because it was very misleading, right? You see yeah. quarterback nine over the last three weeks. Well, if you go to the last two weeks, he's all the way to running back or quarterback number 17. So, or so excuse me, quarterback 24. So he had a monster week a few weeks ago, which has elevated his uh, total quarterback numbers. So I am definitely not starting him this week. 
When I look at the other side of the ball, Travis, I think the only guy that I'm interested in possibly starting this week because of buys would be Dion Lewis. We saw that the last time he was on the field, they kind of used him. They finally gave him the reins to this. He had 13 rushes for 91 yards, and he added six of six targets for an additional 64 yards in London. And uh, so do you think that you can trust Dion Lewis moving forward or, you know, the coaching staff did come out and say, you know what, I think we need to give Dion Lewis some touches, some more touches and make him more of the guy. Um, do you trust in what uh, Matt LaFleur is saying I'm not over there? starting. Listen up, LaFleur. You're out, LaFleur. Uh, <laughs> I'm not starting pretty much anybody on Tennessee, and that includes Deion Lewis. Yeah, I, I think you could, in a pinch, flex him out and, and try and get some value in a, in a in what projects to be them coming back. But Dallas has been solid on defense. They really have in, in all facets, and the only way to really attack them is through the air, which I don't have any trust that Marcus Mariota is going to be able to do just based on that they haven't done it yet this year. They've done it in flashes in a couple halves of games, but not on a full game standard. And the Cowboys have been preparing on a bye. Yes, Tennessee's on the bye, been on the bye, but so is Dallas, and that defense get better. Mm-hmm. The bigger question is, Corey Davis, is he droppable at this point? Yeah, Travis, if you look at his stats over the last three games, he's 14 of 29 for 145 yards. Wow. I think he is droppable. And I want to do uh, – do you agree? Yeah, I – like at this point, I think the ship the ship has sailed on him ever breaking out this year, just based on the limitations limitations of the offense. But I put him in the player stay away article because people are still rostering him. He's yeah. rostered at a high percentage. Yep. They're really wondering if they can start him here. This is not the week to do it. The Cowboys have been really solid um, on all facets of defense. So Travis, this is just to put it into a little bit of perspective for Whisper Nation on just how bad Corey Davis has been this year. Chris Hogan, who we just told you to uh to drop that he was he was droppable on all on all formats, has scored more points than Corey Davis has this year. I'm going to give you another little gem here that's also and this is going to be surprising to you and you're going to say what and it's true. Terrell Pryor, yes, Terrell Pryor that has been out of football for the last week and a half, two weeks, and is not been even playing in most games, has had more fantasy points than Corey Davis this year. So to me, absolutely, Corey Davis is a drop. Go ahead and stash somebody. Get somebody. Get a handcuff if you're going towards the playoffs. Grab your handcuff instead of Corey Davis. You don't need him. Make sure you solidify your core that you have moving into the fantasy playoffs. All right, yep, Travis. I love it. That does it for part two of our pre weekly week nine previews. We thank you so much for joining us. If you like the content, you you heard what we were, you know, chatting about here, please go over and subscribe on YouTube, hit the bell. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. We do a lot on Instagram. We go live on Sundays at 9 p.m. No, 9 a.m. <laughs> 9 a.m. Don't jump so, on at 9 p.m. Yeah. You won't see anything. You'll be. Well, I mean, you will. I yeah. mean, jump on and check out our graphics. But 
Yeah, we do live one hour before kickoff every Sunday. We're answering those lineup questions. And listen, if you're listening to this podcast, that means you're getting ready for the week. What better way to do that than to hit us up on the website, thefantasywhispers.com. Do last-minute checks of our rankings. Check our waiver wire piece, which we do every week. Get your email in there for email updates. And, of course, I do my player stay away article on the website as well. It's my version of a start sit. We love you, Whisper Nation. We thank you for chiming in. And remember, we will answer all questions on any platform as fast as we can. We love you. We're doing this for you. For now, I'm Big Travi, and that's Johnny Game Time Hicks, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.